For people, especially children who are coping with physical or emotional challenges, horses may be able to work wonders. I'm Richard Hunt. Around the country, there's growing interest in the way horses can interact with kids in a unique way. Equine therapy is available now in many states. It is said that horses have a different perception about people. They don't necessarily react to a person's physical appearance or their limitations. So you might say horses are not judgmental, as some human beings can be. One outreach with specialized equine therapy is called Ride to Walk, located in Lincoln, California. They see definite results. You're right, and we call them our magic horses. Okay. Okay, and there's something about the bonding, I think, between the rider and the horse, but it's more than that. Um, Horses move just like you and I do when we walk. So if you watch that horse now as it's walking, it's going forward, it's going side to side, it's got rotation, and so what it does is it imposes all that movement on the rider. And then this makes the rider respond. So we get strengthening, we get increased muscle tone, we get increased balance, increased um, ability to manage the horse. Sometimes we'll get communication where they've never spoken before. I've had children that didn't walk that walked. And so what they're doing is is they're transmitting all of this wonderful power and energy that they have right onto our rider. And it is a miracle, and they are amazing. And I've been doing this for 34 years, and I'm still amazed at how incredible they are. Dr. Christine Korn is a physical therapist, and she's the founder of Ride to Walk. There's a therapist in each program making sure that the child is doing what they need to do and how they need to do it. It's not just writing, but you need to be able to look and see what is going wrong. So if somebody's walking improperly and you don't know how to evaluate that, how do you fix it? You don't, right? You go to the doctor and if he doesn't understand what's making you ill, he can't fix it either. So it's the same thing. So there's a therapist, myself, who evaluates every single rider that comes into the program. And then we set up an individual program for each child. So some can do all the activities and some can do very few. The little girl that I was just back riding with is very low toned. Our whole goal for her is to get muscle tone and get her head control and her trunk control. I don't care whether she can throw a ball yet. But some of these other kids, like Lauren out here, who's been riding for 24 years, I think it is, with us, um, she likes to play basketball, and she will, you know, toss the balls into the clown's mouth. But my other little pumpkin, Emma, was not capable of doing that. So it's, it's putting all of these pieces together and letting the horse just kind of influence what the movement is, and these kids get better and stronger. Ride to Walk has been able to assist children with conditions and disabilities, including autism, brain injuries, Down syndrome, emotional and learning issues, and muscular dystrophy. And of course, before taking part in therapeutic riding, it is required that a physician be consulted along with a complete medical history. The therapy is one-on-one. Dr. Korn knows the name of each child or teenager who comes in to ride. Luis is 19. He did not speak until he was 14. He has cerebral palsy. And now he speaks Spanish and English. (laughs) And see, people look at these kids and they go, oh, they must be, you know, mentally challenged. 
And they are to a little degree because you can't get out and do the same kind of things that the rest of us do. See, that's how we learn about our world is by doing things and getting into things and getting into trouble and, <laughs> and that kind of thing. And so anyway, um, he, like I was telling you, uh, went through basically two years of therapy in the clinic so that we could get enough change in his muscle tone and his range of motion so that he was able to get his legs spread far enough apart to get on the horse. And today? And today he's going to get on the horse and show you just exactly what he can do. And I ride behind him because he doesn't have sitting balance yet. Okay? But he will. I'm, I'm quite sure it will come because he's now able to sit on the side of a, a table or a stool. And he is helping his mom transfer him now where she had to totally lift him before. Um, his speech is better. People are understanding his speech better. Um, he drives his own power chair. He's, yeah, he communicates on Facebook and on the web and, you know, is quite the young man. <laughs> no, he's a cutie butt. Luis's mother, Alma, enjoys watching him strive to improve his physical capabilities each time he rides. He loves the horse. Yeah, he loves horses. He all the time say, what is your uh, horse name? Oh, Renyo. <laughs> say, Renyo. <laughs> yeah, he remembers. Yeah, he's very happy when, when I'm here. L when last week is no, no uh, program and he screamed to me, say, Mom, no, 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 I'll be there. <laughs> yeah, but he's very happy here and it's very good therapy too because now he opened the legs and before he can open the legs and he's more strong when he's in the horse, yeah. When we visited Ride to Walk, other moms were eager to share stories about their children too. Carolyn tells us. It is an amazing, amazing program for kids like my son. Georgie is quadriplegic. He's through a feeding tube. He has epilepsy, and when he gets on this horse, and when he rides with Dr. Chris Korn, he transforms into a new person. It is really an amazing thing to watch. He, he loves the freedom of being able to get on a horse. And as little Emma rode, her mother Sarah talked with us. She's uh, working on her posture. She's working on her head control. She's working on her hip placement. So it's, it's just kind of helped us all the way around when it comes to being in the clinic, doing different things at school. And it's helped with her, um, I don't know, it's given her more confidence. It's given her more independence. And there's just this awesome pride that comes when we tell everyone she's getting on this horse and she gets to show everybody her horse ranger. And it's even now that she's gotten older and been in it longer, it's taken another turn for us and she's using it's given her more incentive to turn on her voice because she is nonverbal so she gets excited you know first it started with tap ranger you know and that's right on she got to control when her horse went like how cool is that a three-year-old telling this park Clydesdale you know like you get to go and then he would respond and go with her and now she uses a tap and she uses maybe not a word but like um, kind of a tone or you know just kind of a verbal kind of command to him and um, now that's encouraging him to go so that's you know that's been really wonderful as well but it's I don't know, she's just, we've been able to make a transition from not sitting on her own, which I still sit near her to help her, but now she's able to sit, which is without me touching her, for up to 30 seconds to 45 seconds. So it may not sound like a lot, but we know when she has that independence or, you know, now that she's getting bigger and I need to rely on her strength even more, she can sit long enough for me to stand up and go around and, you know, we can transfer together. Um, 
it just it's almost like when she was in warm water therapy which we don't have any you know uh, an ability to do at this point but working with the the strut and the sway of the horse it's kind of making her work against gravity and readjust and um, you know get get stronger that way <laughs> and I asked Sarah what is it about a horse that makes such a difference? You know, I would tell you I'm terrified of them personally. This big, they say gentle giant, but, you know, I feel like you're so powerless with them. But um, just seeing the way they respond to the kids, I know it sounds crazy. I, there's something special about this horse, maybe. But um, just when he sees Emma or when he sees Georgie, the young man that goes in front of him uh, or in front of Emma, it's almost like he he waits for his rider. He anticipates them coming. Like if the kids are getting their helmets on or taking a minute to readjust, like he's so cool. He stops right at the gate and like looks over and almost like checks in with them. Like, come on guys, I'm ready, you know? Um, but it's, it's not, it doesn't feel clinical. It doesn't feel regimented. It doesn't feel mechanical with gate trainers and standards and all these things where it feels like a job and a chore for them to get this work in. This is, you're out in the environment, you're getting to work, you know, like, Things don't really mean as much, you know, when you're when you're physically, you know, uh, limited to a certain extent. You rely on the help of others and the input of others and the company of others. So Emma enjoys that it's not um, not a not, not so much a tool, not so much a device. It's like a, a very interactive component. It's something fun to look forward to. And it's very clear that the feel at Ride to Walk is one of family and friends. No one is made to feel awkward. This is John. Can you say hi, John? I'm John. <laughs> and this is Richard. Hey, how you doing? How you doing? Cool. Now, how how was your ride? It was good. Speak real loud, buddy. Nice and loud. It was good. It was good. Come on into the microphone. It was good. It wasn't too hot. It was good. And this is his mom, Kitty. Did you get a chance to talk to her? No, I haven't. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. She's been a mom that's been around a long time. Yeah, well, John is uh, 20 now, but he's been riding just before he turned two. He's, he has spastic cerebral palsy, so that means he's very tight in all of his extremities. His muscles are just very tight. Um, and he has the gamut of physical therapy, occupational therapy, speech therapy, because all of his muscles are, even his tongue is tight. And so when he, he's on a mat working out with the large muscles or sitting at a desk working with the small muscles, or if someone's even you know working with his tongue trying to get him to speak, it's all stationary. But when he's on a horse, all those therapies come together because the gait of a horse is very similar to the gait of a human when we walk. And we don't think about talking and walking or swinging our arms and walking or looking around when we walk. Um, but for John, him moving in space is extremely hard. So he can sit and move his head, but that's a lot of muscle movement to because he's fighting against all those muscles pulling tight. So to loosen one muscle to, to turn his head, that's, he's constantly just thinking about doing that. Very deliberate. Very deliberate, that's very good, well put. Um, so when he's on a horse and he has to sit straight, 
his, you know, his upper body to sit straight and control that because, you know, he's moving, he's walking. It's like the getting your hips engaged and walking like the, the gait of the horse is doing for him. And that's the that's a gross muscle thing. And so he has to do something small like the um, moving of his his head or re, you know, reaching and grabbing a ball. He's trying to do that gross motor skill of holding his trunk and then then moving his head to look at the ball to to grab it from one of the sidewalkers and that is just putting all that you know PT and OT into to motion right there and then then they're trying to get him to also talk to to say what colors the ball and then you know getting his little brain damaged head to say it's a red ball you know and it's just putting it all together and you can't do that on a, on a stationary surface. You have to do that on, on a motion. And the horse is the only thing that's gonna bring that together. That's it. Making a big difference then. A huge difference. That's why, I mean, we've been doing it for 18 years. And we don't see it stopping. And it's a sense of accomplishment he's got. Yeah, um, because he has to do it. Then I asked Dr. Korn how she feels when she sees a young rider improve or hit a goal. It always makes me cry. <laughs> yeah. When these kids get successful, it's amazing. It's like we take everything for granted. And these kids don't take anything for granted. <laughs> John over here knows what I'm talking about. And, um, you know, they work so hard to do everything. It takes them, if they're able to walk, it will take them six times the energy it takes you and I to walk and do the same thing. Do you think they're exhausted and hungry at night? Yes, mm -hmm. they are, because they have really expended a lot of energy. But when they're out here, it's like you and I too. If we're doing something that's fun, even if it's hard, we don't mind the hard as long as we're having fun. And that's why I think, again, the program makes such a big difference in what the kids are able to do. As a nonprofit, Ride to Walk watches expenses carefully, including how they acquire horses. Every single one of ours is donated. Around here, there's a lot of people that are not having horses anymore, and then they need to find homes because there's less places to, to um, stable them. Uh, it's very expensive to have them. Our program is really very expensive to run just because we've got 10 horses that we feed. We've got a 21-acre property that we have to maintain. So it's, it's, a, big, it's a big job. And uh, so people then will know what we're doing here. They want their horses to have a job. Horses need a job, just like you and I need a job. And when they're doing their job, they're happier. And so if they have the right temperament and the right demeanor and, and the right gait, then we will accept them into the program if we have a need for a horse. And so we're always looking for horses. We're not always in need, but we're always keeping our ears open uh, because we have the, the black one that you saw earlier, just last uh, session. She's getting very old. She could, we could wake up one morning and she's not with us, you know? because they do the same thing that we do. When we get old, we get tired and we leave, you know? And so, anyway, we always need to try and have a backup so we have a horse for these riders to, to be on. But they need to be trained. So, um, Wendy, who you met earlier, who is my horse trainer who's out there now, um, she does a beautiful job training the horses. And, and they, 
they will walk. She can walk around the arena without a lead rope, and the doggone horse will feel, follow her just like a dog. As for money to keep the ranch operating... Donations. That's a big part. Uh, we're always writing grants to try and get foundations to help cover us. And... Um, Unfortunately, uh, the parents do have to pay half of the fee. I used to be able to do it for free because California Regional Center used to pay. We had 80 riders before uh, the state budget went in the tank in 2009, and Alta Regional Center lost their money, so they cut back on their funding of different programs. So we lost 100% of our um, income in September 2009. And so we don't have any riders that they take care of now at all. And so the, ride, so the parents pay half. We ask the parents to be involved in our fundraisers so that we can uh, help you know, bring in money. But I also believe that unless people are involved in what they're doing and buying into it, it doesn't mean as much either. So I think it's really important that people realize the importance of what we're doing, and how their child is benefiting, and, and what we're trying to do for the whole family. Some of the corporate and service groups that have supported Ride to Walk include the Walmart Foundation, Consolidated Communications, Knights of Columbus, the Safeway Foundation, Tegna Foundation, and Union Pacific Railroad. But there's a continual need for new support, with much of it coming from individuals and churches. In addition to overseeing Ride to Walk, Dr. Korn maintains a private physical therapy practice in Roseville, California. We thank you for listening to our report and your prayers for Ride to Walk, their staff, their riders, and their supporters would certainly be appreciated. I'm Richard Hunt.